Yo, guess who's back? Back again. I'm um, here. And I got my buddy Leo coming on with me. We're going to talk a little shit. We're going to talk some MMA. We're going to talk UFC. Here we go. What's up with my man, Leo? What's up, dude? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You are good. So uh, what's happening on the other side of the old Atlantic Ocean these uh, days? Well, the, whole, the whole country is confined. Uh, oh. you, can't, you can't go up to 10 kilometers. And uh, yeah, it's everything is good. Everything is good. Um, <laughs> well, it's good to see you again, man. Let's, we, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, I mean, the UFC is making all kinds of noise right now. They they got a new um, apparel deal with Venom. They uh, they signed Patty the Batty. They got a new heavyweight champion. So we got a lot to talk about. Why don't we start off talking about last weekend's event, UFC 260, and uh, get right into that. What did you uh, What did you think about the event? And uh, how impressive was Francis Ngannou's performance in your eyes? Uh, first of all, the event uh, was was great. I think a lot of finishes, a lot of impressive finishes, furthermore. Um, <coughs> display of performance from Vincent Luque, uh, from uh, 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 Shannon which uh, I actually was a bit of a hater recently a bit because I was getting started to get annoyed by his, by his behavior after, uh, after his loss. But man, this guy, he's fucking gold. Uh, Jimmy Mularkey. Jimmy Mularkey. Out of nowhere. Out yeah. of nowhere. Uh, so yeah, great, great fights. But of course, uh, it, gets, it got overshadowed. All of them got overshadowed by the performance of Francis. Carl Francis is a scary Francis. That's oh, man. He, he looks bigger and better than ever. He didn't have to show a lot of takedown defense, but he did show he had some takedown defense. So he can grapple a little bit. And uh, my God, that guy's power is just, um, it's on another level. He is a terrifying human being. And uh, I don't know, how do you feel uh, about the the um, the reign of Francis? Do you see anybody knocking him off there anytime soon? Like, I mean, anyone can knock anybody. Uh, at any time, anybody, right. At any uh, given day. Yeah, even, even uh, Alec, I think um, Volkov is, a, is a quite, uh, quite of a test. Uh, okay. Gan as well, because psychologically we play something. You know, he it will be a war of uh, of uh, of coaches because uh, Fernando Lopez is a bit angry with Francis. Uh, so that will be interesting. And of course, John Jones is is uh, right on the corner. Right now, if if you were, I mean, we all saw what Dana White said about John Jones, and you know, John Jones, all you got to do is make a phone call if you want the fight. And but he said Derek Lewis is the fight to make. Um, that would be fair. If, Frank, um, not forgetting, Stipe has got. Yeah, I was just going to say, would you go with a trilogy fight with Stipe, giving him? A sh I mean, Stipe, he he reigned supreme for so long in that heavyweight division. Um, for so long, I mean, I feel like he deserves that i mean he might not be ready for it right away and maybe you don't want to put francis on the shelf too long because francis didn't take any damage you can go ahead and um and book a Derek lewis fight you know in a that's couple the fair, that's the fair thing to do yeah go ahead book, book a book a Derek lewis fight you know and then and then give stipe the crack back at it if they can't figure out the money thing with john jones and uh, what did you? How did you feel about John Jones saying, "Go ahead and cut me"? Is that just a, a 
I mean, a tactic that he's pulling? I, d I don't think much about those stuff, you know, like uh, this kind of tweets and stuff. It's just lots of noise for not a lot of no nothing happening. You know, it's like Conor who says like he wants Conor McGregor belt, you know, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. I don't really even look at it seriously, you know, and I, John Jones will not ask to be cut seriously, but um, he won't fight for 10 minutes. Like he wants more and he deserves it maybe. I think he does deserve it. And I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I hate the fact that boxing is boxing really, ha I, you know, and I love boxing as well, but boxing has really become second in line to mixed martial arts. MMA is number is reign supreme at the top. Number one king of combat sports is MMA right now. Boxing is two. And then you got bare knuckle creeping right up in there. So it's like, I do not understand how a title fight in boxing, a guy can get $50 million and John Jones can't get $10 million to fight. I don't know. It, it sounds shady, doesn't it? Like, it? It does. It's crazy. Because boxing does make that much money. Like I think the <clears throat> KFC nearly, make, nearly potentially will make more money soon. Uh, it's getting really, really popular, and, and it's a good thing because they treat well the fighters. They pay them well. So it, yeah, and talking about taking care of your fighters, like, uh, as you know, I've been covering Bare Knuckle a lot, BKFC. Um, I just had TJ Chang on. He's fighting in Bare Knuckle Kingdom next week. Um, yeah, very cool guy. Very cool guy, yeah. Yeah, super cool. I, I had a good time talking to him. The thing is, David Feldman yesterday, you know, broke some news that all these other fight promotion president should really take note about taking care of your fighters. He started a, uh, he started a pension plan for, for the bare knuckle fighting championship athletes. And, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Kohler in the, in the comments, just, just mentioned that he's actually putting money aside for retirement for these fighters. So down the road, they're not completely fucked. You know what I mean? That's it's amazing. That's it amazing. Is, it is amazing, and it's amazing to me that the largest organization in the world, the, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, and Dana White hasn't done something like this for his people. You know what I mean? It's He should really take note. If you're not going to pay them the millions that the boxers are getting, at least give them a future. Yeah, I guess that's why Dana is agreeing with a lot of people, a lot of good people, a lot of fighters. There's a reason for that. Like, he's a bit of a... yeah. It's a bit of a rat sometimes. Well, it it just know. it just doesn't doesn't make sense. Oh, um, Matt Kohler in the in the in the comments he he is uh he has manager to Sam Shoemaker who will be fighting um he will be fighting Joey Beltran for the heavyweight title very soon. So that's very cool. I'd love to get him on the show. He says we should get him on the show. So we'll work that out, Matt. No problem. Hit me up. Um. Anyway, so back to UFC 260. I wanted yeah. to ask you. So everybody had that you know was blown away by Francis's performance, of course, and uh, and that was kind of the story of the night. One of the things that really aggravated me about the night was um, was Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley's, I don't know if it's arrogance. The the the, the oh turn, dude. The turn the turnaround. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. I'm thinking the same. The walk off, the the turnaround and walk off arrogance. Why? <laughs> Why? Not e against Thomas Almeida. Like it's 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 potential death. It's 
he's a guy that can knock you out still. Like he, he was in danger at some point, Sean. Like that was madness what he did. It was mad. Like he should have ended him in the first round against the cage. But he, he, you know, I don't know who he thinks. I, I just don't like his shtick. I don't, I guess I don't. And then maybe I'm, maybe I'm a hypocrite because I liked Connor, but you know what? In, in Connor would never do that. Connor will no, no, we'll never do that. That's I, I totally agree. Like they're quite different people. You know, it's not because Sugar Sean is copying a lot. Connor that is 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 not even similar. I think Connor is a way more, way less uh, disrespectful person in his arrogance. Connor is 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 not arrogant. He got an ego. I think he's never yeah. like talking that way. You know, and and doing this kind of shit that like yeah, okay. I, I, and I finish. The, I let the guy up, and I finish, finish him with the left. Then I can sell my t-shirts. I finished him with my left. You know, like that's weird. You know, it's just you got a you got a fan. <laughs> you got a fan of your accent. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Sean O'Malley, uh, um, and, and I think that was a nice thing. He didn't finish in the end, but that was danger. He shouldn't have uh, put himself into. Right. I, I just it 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 piss me off to like no end when you know you're you're taught to fight until the referee stops the fight you know what i mean and and it's just like oh my god man stop doing that shit he did it twice and you know what the second time when the ref told him continue that bomb that he dropped on almeida good god he put the nail in his coffin Oof. oh my god that does and that that's that says a lot about Sean O'Malley. I think it was quick to to fire on him, calling him the hype trend that's gonna derail immediately. I think he's he's a dumb guy. Like he's scary in his technique, but his main problem is his uh, he's fragile. You know, physically he's he's fragile, and that's always a worry. Like his knees and his calves and stuff. Like that, that's that's all breakable. Easily. Yeah. He he's definitely a character, man, and he put he 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 put out some good interviews leading up to the fight. Sean O'Malley's definitely a star, but what he needs to do is he needs to tweak some of his little quirky, stupid shit that he does, or he's gonna lose fans. The thing that he did with uh, uh what the hell is his name, Casey Kenny, when he did that podcast, and Sean O'Malley is holding his baby in his arm, and he says, "Yeah, why wouldn't I try heroin?" I mean, I'm not a loser. I'm not a pussy. I'm not going to get it. He says, I'm not going to get addicted to it. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I try it? I'm like, can you possibly sound any more ignorant? You idiot. Oh, fuck. Like, that's so stupid. And the worst is that he's probably trolling, you know, in the end. Like, I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, he's really a dumb bass. But I don't think he's that dumb. You know, uh, I think it must be some kind of weird dark humor trolling. Yeah, it but, was just uh, it was an awkward thing that he did. He was on camera like we are right now. He's holding his newborn child in his hand yeah. and he's he's talking about drug use and he goes, it's like, why wouldn't I try heroin? Yeah, I mean, but the, the like, come on, dude. You, People, you got fans. He got a lot there. of young fans. Yeah, he got a lot of young fans. Like he's he's really popular among young people. And right. uh some people like might not get this the you know the humor in it and just think like, ah, if he does that, why do I, why I do that? Like, uh, yeah. sugar team, you know, sugar train. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a dumb thing they did. I, I really didn't like that, but either way, anyways, uh, after UFC 260 coming up, we got Marvin Vittori versus Kevin Holland. Oh, we got, we got Rob. World about Tyron. Oh, you want to, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Tyron real quick. I, what do you, what, it, I think. 
Yeah, what do you think, man? He had a great run in the UFC. He's one of the best welterweights ever. Uh, he had a really, really hard skid towards the end of his UFC campaign. Uh, what do you think about his performance against uh, Vicente Luque, and where do you think he goes from here? I, I think it shows how tough Vicente is to take those bombs. Uh, and I really liked it. I, I really he, he wanted to change, not only for himself, but I think as well for the fans to shut the criticism. Yeah, and he, he, as I say, Dana White, and that's quite uh, that's quite nice to say about him from a guy that doesn't like him. He went on uh, on his show, and uh, and, I, and man, I, I think I think Tyron had a good run, and it's sad to see him go. You know, maybe he should have stayed for one more against a guy that is not as much as a killer. Uh, you know, BJ Penn had how many chances? You know, yeah, um, too many chances. Too many chances. <laughs> yeah. But Tyron is not that shit, you know. Like he, he, he's actually, I think he's he's still top level, top ten guy. Um, right. And I think that I, th I think that Tyron, like honestly, everyone's talking about bare knuckle because that's what that's the the hottest new thing out there right now. Like the idea of him going and not having to wrestle, but everyone forgets that his bread and butter is wrestling. He's a grappler. He's an all American. He's a, he's an excellent, strong, powerful wrestler. So if he was to go over and sign with Bellator or PFL or one, I feel like he still has time left in that sport. Now, if he yes. wants to, if he wants to hang it up, if he wants to move on from the MMA and the MMA gloves, hang the MMA gloves up and and go bare knuckle. Uh, fuck, shoot, I'll I'll watch that for sure. I mean, there's, I, I would, I, would. There. I I think he. I think he will have chances there, uh, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I'm interested to see what he does uh, if, he, if he retires and do rap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I hear that he's getting better and his music's getting better, but his first his first few songs that I heard were not not so. Yeah, it's, it's not great anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, dude, if you look at Tyron Woodley, he fights at 170, but that guy has to walk around at like 195, 200 pounds. He's a yeah. Beast of a dude. Yeah, and Vicente controlled him on the cage. Yeah. That's crazy. Vicente had him. Yeah. It's like Vicente Luque showed me some things that night. That dude's a tough, strong, powerful striker. Crazy. Um, well, what I was gonna say about you know, a lot of talk about Ty uh, T Woodley and the BKFC. You uh, know, they took his carry, I think. Dude, Man. they they got they got Tiago Alves over there, they got Hector Lombard, they got uh Is he still active, Tiago Alves? Oh yeah, he's fighting for BKFC. He he's one and zero in the BKFC, and he's he's active on their roster, and oh, he's good amazing. over there. You know, yeah, who he's a monster, dude. I think him and Julian Lane. I think him and Tiago Alves. You know who else? I think there's a guy named Lorenzo Hunt that fights at 185 pounds over in BKFC. If if uh if Tyron wanted to fight at 185 pounds over there with the gloves off, him and Lorenzo Hunt both super athletes. Lorenzo Hunt is an incredible athlete. If you look him up and watch some of his workouts, the dude's a freak. Um, him and T. Woodley would would square up nicely. This would be a banger. Yeah. Any, anyways, uh, it was a great career for, for Woodley. Um, a little mage. A little mage yeah. is a former champ, I think. Because a lot of hate on this guy. I, I'm annoyed at that. Like, stop, stop fucking trolling T. Wood. Like, the guy, the guy is a fucking legend. He went on his shield. You can't, you can't stop trolling him now. I think, guys, like, for the, not, not people watching, but the, oh, I'm speaking you... to the, some MMA fans. Uh, right. Hell yeah. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what it was is like, 
Woodley hit the skid so hard at the end there, and he just lost so many consecutive rounds in a row that people were just like, he's got nothing left. Dude, for the love of God, just stop. But then he went out there against Luke, and he went out on his shield, man, tough as hell. He put on a good performance, and he, and he just he got beat. It was, a, it was a one-round war. Uh, there's a guy named Yuli Diaz in the BKFC, if you don't know who that is. He holds the world record for the fastest knockout ever, three seconds blasted this dude across the K uh, across across the ring that would be a hell of a fight with Woodley um uh, the fastest knockout isn't that guy that uh, it's not Keith Herring that got kissed in the mouth and knocked a, knocked a guy out uh in the face off maybe <laughs> I don't know. was it like yeah 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 before the fight even started in pride I think he's Herring yeah he got he got kissed on the mouth by a Japanese guy and he knocked him out during the during the, the face-off. Face so technically, that's the fastest knockout. Yeah, he knocked him out before <laughs> the fight even started. Um, I, I, want, I want to point out, because I want to talk a little bit about the next two pay-per-views with the UFC coming up Absolutely. with you, because they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, but let's not let's not forget about, um, is it next weekend? April April 10th, you got um, Mar Marvin Vittori versus Kevin Holland. <sighs> Kevin Holland coming off of a... Is there any other way to describe like a silly, stupid performance that he's best? Uh, that last performance by against Derek Brunson, I don't even know how to describe it. I was so annoyed by by Kevin Holland. What did you think about that? I didn't watch the whole fight already. I was bored. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like Kevin Holland wouldn't stop clowning the whole time. He's talking to people outside the ring. He's laughing and joking. And I get it. That's your thing. That's your stick. But for crying out loud, man, at, at some point, you got to drop that routine and go for you got to actually attempt to win a fight. And, and I mean, you know, he he's for long. If I, he's just had one performance like that. Right. Yeah. He, I'm just going to say he just came off of five straight wins. Like he was on a roll on a, on a, on a, um, a straight up beeline for a title shot. And then he goes out and puts this like stinker of a performance. So with that said, I feel like him taking this fight with Marvin Vittori, he's coming out there with something to prove like, uh, Dana, I'm sorry about what I did. Two weeks ago, I'm going to make it up to you. I, I would look for fireworks in that fight. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I guess so. Like he's in this kind of uh, Anderson Silva situation. He cloned around too much. Um, and but Marvin Vittori won't let him have this snooze fest. He's not the kind of fighter. That's why Dana probably was delighted to to see him coming in the window of this fight. Yeah. Uh, probably because uh, Dango Vitor is a banger. He's probably one of the best middleweight in the world. You're not top five, you know. He's a yeah. monster. He's a killer. And, uh, right. And Marvin Vittori, Marvin Vittori holds a very close decision loss to the current champion, too. So Vittori's a beast. He, uh, you know, a win against Kevin Holland, he could be right in the conversation for Israel Adesanya. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Joe Ivy wanted to point out that you're wearing your best jacket while I'm wearing yesterday's hoodie. Thanks a lot, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable over here. All right. It's my day off. 
It's um, like a really crappy jacket. Like it's, you can't <laughs> see on the video because it's too crap on quality from my from my perspective. It's, it's, it's well, you look great, buddy. Uh, I, I, I love the card anyway. Uh, Sodik Yusuf, Sam Alvi, Smiley. I love Sam Alvi. Yeah, so. well, Sam. You got you got Nina Anjanov and uh, Mackenzie Dern on there. You got Mike Perry and Daniel Rodriguez. That's a really good card. Not, not forgetting uh, one of my favorite fighters all time, Jim Miller. Yeah, Jim Miller's up there. Yeah, he's gonna he's he's uh, headlining the prelims on that one. Yeah, that's next weekend. That's a great card. After that, you got another one. I mean, the UFC just keeps pumping them out, but the the card is not the card's not Gastelum. Yeah, Gastelum and and, and Robert Whitaker. That's going to be a great one on that card, but not official. You got uh, Jeremy Stevens and Jakar Close. You got um, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you got Jeremy uh, Shot. Mirashard's on uh, that Alexander card. Romanov versus Juan Espino. Great matchup. Uh, if you don't know the names, that's that's all right. Just watch it. That would be amazing. Uh, Juan right. Espino is some kind of weird weird guy, like <laughs> looking, but he he's, he's just amazing. He's just like such a powerhouse. Like I don't know if I ever saw such a squared guy in my life. He's a square, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got and another one on there. You got a. Uh... You got Violent Bob Ross, right? Is he on Violent there? Bob Ross is yeah. there. Luis Pena. Yeah, Luis Al-Hassan as well. Yeah. So, I mean, and then Justine Kish and Tracy Cortez are pretty pretty decent flyweights. It's a, it's a nice little card, too. After that, though, is, is the topic of conversation, man. We got, we got Kamara Usman fighting uh, Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal. You got Wei Li Zhang oh, fighting Rose Namajunas. You got... Valentina Shevchenko defending her title against Jessica Andrade. Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman, <laughs> And then Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crew. Cowboy Oliveira against Andy, uh, Randy Brown. Good freaking Lord, man. You got Brand, Brandon gosh. Allen and Carl Roberson. These these cards are getting better. and They, they just keep stacking it's, them, man. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Like, just imagine... <laughs> it, uh, Where's there was not uh, Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards on this card? Uh, Nate Diaz on is is on two sixty two. This is two sixty one. Okay, just a word on two sixty one before, uh, or a few words on two sixty one before, because I really want to talk about Nate Diaz right right now. We will. <laughs> so so just just real quick. Okay, this card is incredible on paper. You look at it. Let me just ask you your opinion on the three and the three title fights, and then we'll move on to 262 because there's much more to talk about at 262. Okay, Kamara uh, Usman, Jorge Masvidal, who do you got? That's hard to say. It's 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 a uh, it's it's a really variable fight. Uh, I hope it's not the same as last time, or it can really be. I think it's a 60 percent chance. I think Jorge can catch him. I don't know. Uh, with the real camp, Jorge apparently says that he can beat him. Uh, I give it to Camaro anyway. You know, like... And you, you know what's funny? Shorts, you know. Dude, Leo, I think it's funny. Somebody posted it the other day, and I don't remember who it is. Do you have your volume up on your computer? I, I can hear myself now. Sorry? No, I thought I could hear myself. I don't know if you had your volume up too high. Um, so... Somebody posted on social media the other day. I don't remember who it was, so I can't give credit, but it was like Jorge Masvidal is the guy who says anytime, anywhere, any place, I'm a fighter. But then he loses to Kamara Usman and he goes, I, I didn't have enough time to prepare. You know what I mean? I thought you were the anytime, anywhere, every, anybody person, but you blame the loss on uh, 
you know. I mean, a lot of people says a lot of things they don't necessarily do all the time. I don't yeah. say he do, he's not that type of guy. I just say that yeah, maybe you know, like people find excuses and yeah. That was a shit performance anyway. From it, it was a shit performance, and uh, I, I I'm going with Kamaru as well. But uh, in the co-main event, I mean, is there two co-main events? It's three title fights. So let's talk Weili Zhang and uh, Rose Namajunas. You got Weili coming off her incredible performance with Joanna uh, last year, fight of the year. Um, that, I, that I think she lost. <clears throat> lost story. Yeah, that a lot of a lot of people think she lost that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think I think Joanna got robbed because her head was swelling. That's all. Yeah. Um, the GSP with um, with Hendrix. Right. What do you think about this one? Do you think Rose has uh, Rose. has what it takes? You think so? I mean, you know, MMA mats are not something like that really exists apparently. But I mean, Rose knocks out Joanna, so Rose beats. Waiting. <laughs> so, no, that that's not how it works. But I, I still give it to Rose. I just believe in her. She's a genius. Yeah, she's great, and uh, she's a hell of a performer. And if if you know what, focused, mentally strong Rose is is dangerous. We don't know where her head's at, but that's you know that's if she has if she has all her ducks in a row and she's uh and she's ready to get back in there and pour it out. I, I think Rose takes that one too. That would be the most likely upset on the card. And then the last uh, title fight, Valentina Shevchenko, Jessica Andrade. Do you do you see Valentina Shevchenko ever giving up that title? Uh, not against Andrade, but the thing is with these fights, at least Andrade got a chance because she's such a poor puncher. But uh, yeah, Valentina always. You know my opinion on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see Valentina losing. You know, it's just it's just like that for me. She's the woman GSP. She is. I think she's leagues above every other girl in that division. She's unbelievable. Um, and like I did, I went on to a Ben Field show called uh, Against the Cage. Have you ever checked that show out? Ben Field Against the Cage Friday nights at nine thirty, I believe. Uh, it's a good show. Ben knows his shit. It's really fun. I've been on there a couple times with him, and uh, we did a show where we predicted who's going to be the title holder at the end of the year you oh. know what the you know what this maniac said no. lauren murphy Ooh. what yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he Why said not? maybe if, he, if he's right he should people should give him a lot of money oh yeah yeah if, if <laughs> i mean when he said that i i was just like dude I, I had to stop the show for a second i was like i cannot let you continue this is the, I, throw in the towel ben what are you talking about but anyways i on that show i said that and you know what i said this was in january i think we did the show um i said I, I said valentina will defend her title against jessica Andrade at some point this year then they finally made that car and then i said that Amanda Nunes, Valentina will get made later on, like November time frame, and that's the only fight that makes sense. Valentina Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes for the 135 pound title later on this year, the trilogy fight. UFC needs to make that if she gets through Jessica Andrade the way that we think that she's going to do. Um, yeah, it's the fight to make. It's their fight to make. It's the only one that makes sense. You need to you need to repair the the controversy around those fights. Right, Especially the second one. So you you got to make the fight. That's that's something that that needs to be done. That second fight, a lot of people, just like the uh, Whaley and Yona, a lot of people thought that the challenger won that fight, 
Yes. And I still do. I have probably watched that fight five times and I've never had my mind changed. My, uh, my mind has never been changed. It's always been Valentino won that fight. So yeah. I don't know if anybody in the, in the comments section agrees or disagrees with us. I'd like to hear your comments, but moving on to the 262. Maybe oh, just before, uh, can you give me your uh, opinion on Whiteman Hall? Who do you got? Oh, dude, Uriah Hall. I do, and I think he. I think the reason why is Uriah Hall training out of Fortis in in Texas now. Fortis MMA is one badass gym. They're they're producing some killers, and now he's training down there. And he was living like living in the gym and training at Fortis, and I believe that. Uh, that is what's going to turn his career around. And we may even actually see the killer that we were supposed to see out of Uriah Hall with this, with this new regime. So, um, yeah, I think I have not been impressed with Chris Weidman for a long time. All due respect to the guy, former champion. I liked Chris Weidman for a long time, but he has not really been too impressive for a while now. And he's a big, he's a big enough name for Uriah to get a big win, a big knockout win, and then, you know, plant his flag in the middleweight division as somebody to be talked about again. Yeah, he's a big name. Uh, I think he, he got a resurgence in his training and his career. I think he, he, he kind of revitalized himself. Uh, I saw that. In, I saw some blimps in the last fight that makes me think that he, he's really getting better. And uh, I like what I see from Chris Weidman. So I'm, I'm going to pick him, actually, for this one. Okay. I, I think he got the power to... To just take him down and do a wrestling clinic, it'll it'll have to be that if he's going to stand and bang with Uriah. That I mean, everybody knows it. If you want to stand and trade with him, you're in trouble. So if he does, right? Especially him. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris has great wrestling. He's got good jujitsu. He he could definitely if he if he uses his you know he uses his God given talents that he grew up with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I could see that, but I'm going to go with Uriah. Back to a kick. That, that's just it, uh, Chris. Don't try the spinning back kick. That's <laughs> You're going to finish like Rock Hall. <laughs> Finished him like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll see, man. That, that, is, that is an interesting fight. I, that card I is great. That card's a great card. Um, yeah, but the 262 is, is even greater. <laughs> I know, 262. But right before, I know, I'm, we, God, we can do this all day. But we're going to yeah. talk about UFC 262 next. Right before we do that. The event before that is uh, Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. Who do you got in that one? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, there's Rias Proyaska as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, just this this single fight, Rias Proyaska, excited yeah. very much because, I mean, Jerry Proyaska is, is a fucking madman. <laughs> 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 and uh, I, I got Jerry, by the way, for this one because it's just like, what the fuck is this style? You know, like, I love it. Like slapping his face and. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go with him as, as well. Um, but yeah, for the anyway for the the San Hagen Zilla show, that's that is crazy. Like that that's that's a question mark this fight because uh, you got Chris Weidman, uh, you got Corey Sanhagen, which comes from an absolute brutal molesting of everybody except for Sterling, and you got T.J. Zilla show, which is coming off two years off. Two years Zilla? off, yeah. More two More. years off. Uh, who knows? Who knows how much the 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 performance enhancer? I mean, every time a guy pops hot for something like that and takes a long period of time off, you really start to question his entire career. Like, how many wins were 
was he on EPO and was he doping? Like, you know what I mean? Like now he has to come back, he has to fight clean and he has to prove his greatness. But you know what? I, I think he's great. You know, like it's like Vitor Belfort. Nobody questions Vitor Belfort ever, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. for anything. Like he's still the fucking legend, but the guy was steroided like uh, like a bodybuilder, you know. Like the, yeah. the, guy, the guy was uh, was a pharmacy, uh, and yeah. everyone <laughs> consider him like a, like a legend. So I, I don't really get it why you know some people are more mean with TJ maybe because of the Connor uh, snake snake in the in the grass snake in the grass. Yeah, you know what TRT tour was not to be fucked with. That's for sure. Oh like God. like you just said, uh, 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 Vitor was the man, but juiced up Vitor was was um, a terminator. Excuse you. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with TJ. Oh my gosh! And Donald Cirone, you got Sanchez. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, we gotta we gotta go ahead. We got yeah, yeah. Donald Cerrone. And yeah. Do you think uh, Diego Sanchez um no. con continues fighting somewhere else after this, or is he called? He's beaten and he, he's out. He's out. I want I want that to happen. Like no, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just want him to fire his coach first, you know, if he does anything. Just that's just danger he's putting on himself training with, with this motherfucker. <laughs> um, okay, so what we gotta do, we gotta we have to talk about UFC two sixty two and we Absolutely. gotta talk about the return of Nathan Diaz. We gotta talk about um Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler. Um that card Man, we say it after no, all the all the, just just even the, the the prelims. Like there is Jack Array, there is Mike Grundy. Yeah, uh, you could Caitlin Chukagian in there. Caitlin Chukagian, even if uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, Andrea Lee against yeah. uh, the sister of, uh, of Valentina. Uh, oh yeah, Antonina Chevchenko is fighting Andrea uh, KGB Lee. Yep. Um, so the fight is just amazing. The last fight are just. Crazy. Now, now you know. Coming, you, you live over. You're you're in Europe. So Leon Edwards, or as Kobe Covington would call him, Leon Scott. Uh, <laughs> Leon Edwards is taking on a returning Nate Diaz. What a surprise that was! Um, why? Yeah, what Joe. The fuck I, yeah, what is that? And why? And and Joe Ivy's asking a question in the comments. Explain to me why. Diaz gets the first five round non-title fight in UFC history. I don't know the reason behind that, and I haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything, Leo? No, it's really, you know, the informations we get from so I get from is from, of course, I, I'm I'm in some British uh, MMA things, but there is not more information that you get from your your normal news feeds. You know, uh, I, for me, it's 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 just random. You, you know what it might, you know what it might be UFC has gotten into this uh this pattern of multiple title fights yeah and multi in title fights are five rounds and you're gonna pump out back to back to back pay-per-views with multiple title fights on it where the main and the co-main and the coco main are all five round fights and yeah. then and then they realize that um oh shit we just ran every single champion out there in the last three pay-per-views we don't have anybody left other than this vacant lightweight title so why don't we just bring nate and uh nate and leon in here call it a title eliminator and make it five rounds 
It's I'm... super bizarre. What the fuck is that? You know, yeah. like just I I I can't get over it. Like uh, okay, that's a theory that you gave. Uh, another theory is is that for favor favorizing Nate? You know, just like you know, give him a chance to to win the belt. You know, <laughs> because like, let's talk about that. Like, do you realize that in two fights, two wins, Nate can be champion? Right, and he. He got, he got, he has, he hasn't fought since he fought Masvidal, correct? Yeah. Uh, to be fair with this fight, I rewatched the Masvidal fight and I think it was way closer than people think. Oh, it was. And Nate was picking up steam towards the end he of was, the fight. He was, he was, he was picking up steam and I was picking him to win the fight. So that was right. So I just pulled up Nate's record. He is, he's lost two of his last three fights. And like you say, he has not fought since November 2nd, 2019. And he could be. One fight away from a title shot. He goes in there, wins a five-round war with Leon Edwards, and all of a sudden, boom, he's Kamara. <laughs> he's in, he, he'll, I honestly, I love Nate Diaz. I think he's great. But yeah. the problem is he'll get ragdolled to death against Kamara Usman. Okay, first of all, he's fighting for, uh, Leon Edwards. That's a really tough fight. Right, really exactly. Really tough fight for Nate. I agree. Uh, because Leon got the wrestling as well. Got the mm -hmm. ground game. And that's 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 tough for Nate. But uh yeah, I think he gets ragdolled by by uh Kamau. I can't even see the fight. You know, I can't even imagine it. That's so bizarre to imagine Nate against Kamau, isn't it? it? They don't look like they belong in the same weight class for sure. Yeah, it's it's like just imagine like Nate triangle him from Noah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you see that happening and you're like oh my god Nate Diaz is world champion yeah what the fuck <laughs> it, it would be amazing you got uh oh you got and like joe, joe says in the comments uh their gas tank the the, the diaz cardio is is amazing so maybe yeah. they dude maybe maybe nate diaz is a test for leon edwards because the ufc has had this rocky relationship with uh with rocky Edwards, <laughs> Leon. Yeah, They've had this. Yeah, which is weird. He's amazing. He's a great talent, but for There's some reason, story behind him. Mm -hmm. It sells, I think. Yeah. So, so maybe they want. Maybe it's more they want Leon Edwards in a five round fight to showcase him a little bit because he he had so much time off and um, what a hell of a opponent. Maybe uh, maybe make Leon Edwards more famous from even the, the, the British people themselves, you know, the more casual watchers and the ones that don't really watch MMA, a bit like Michael Bisbing was at the time. So yeah. maybe making a bit uh, more uh, a star uh, out of Leon Edwards. But maybe, yeah, maybe that's interesting. Maybe Dana hopes that Nate loses and maybe Nate wins and that's fuck up his plans. Yeah, well, Joe Ivy in the in the comments. She's steady in the comments right now. Um, I saw somebody else say that. I don't. Maybe it was her that said this the other day on social media. Um, can you imagine if Nate beats beats Rocky, right? Jorge beats Usman, and then you have the rematch of Nate Diaz versus Kamara Usman with both the BK the BMF belt and the welterweight belt on the line. Diaz wins that one. And then he has the trilogy fight with Connor for the fucking welterweight and BMF belt. 
Like, I know this is, this. <laughs> this, this is the this is all champion and BMF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, this is all smoke and mirrors here, but uh, like it is like fantasy in fantasy land that would be incredible. Um, let's not forget about the rest of this card though. Like, I I'm saying that I am gonna, I'm gonna oh, my yeah. hero can, oh. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that shit? Jesus, uh, yeah, no, if, I mean, we're talking about the command, but. Like the wheel story should be the main actually for the yeah the main event. You got Charles Dubronx Oliveira Oliveira who looks better than ever. That dude is incredibly good right now. He is on a finish streak like no other, just dominating people. And he's fighting, you know, the lifelong Bellator star Michael Chandler, who came in and murked Dan Hooker right away in the first round. My gosh. The UFC didn't get to see a whole lot of Michael Chandler because he did what he wanted to do. He went in there and iron mic'd his ass. But um, this is an interesting fight. It, I don't think it's a very close fight if it makes it out of the first round. Do you? Mm, I don't know. Uh, to be totally honest, I, I didn't knew that much Michael Chandler before. Uh, I knew him, of course. But I didn't know his his characteristics. You know how durable he is, how um, good is his cardio. But I, I I think from what I saw since I th I think he he might he might be yeah. Both of them got chances even the next rounds. I think um, I know I know Charles got a great conditioning as well for sure. So yeah. you're you're in front of two guys that can hold for a while. I think um, the styles are really different and that's that would be a real battle of styles i think more than a battle of cardio uh, oh yeah for sure charlie's long charlie's a great kickboxer muay thai as well he did some uh, he got an excellent striking really clean really composed really smart uh the opposite of michael chandler even if uh chandler is technical and accurate i i, I don't say the opposite but he got way more power he got um way shorter reach as well and Chandler is a wrestler, and Olivera is is a judicious dude. Right. I think I think Olivera controls him if if they if they go together in the clinch or in a situation where they hold themselves. I think Olivera might submit him. Right, Olivera's jujitsu is world class, and um, absolutely. What's crazy about Olivera is Olivera has been in the UFC for nine years now. That it, it just or. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, no, no. He's been in 13 years, and he is 31 years old. He's been in there for 13 years. Yeah, it started in 2008, 9, something like 2008. that. 2008. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. yeah. He was 20 years old, something like that. He was one of the youngest fighters to go ever in the UFC or something, even the younger uh, at the time. And, yeah, he was already smoking people with submissions like crazy. Uh, I'm sure he got a couple of losses uh, that people might say, oh, that shit losses, but it's losses to monsters, you know, mm -hmm. like Jim Miller and guys like that. Yeah, I mean, prime Jim Miller is one of the best fighters in the world, you know, he's pound for pound for me. Dude, he is, he's 31 years old with 30 wins <laughs> and only eight losses, man. It's just like the guy's had a hell of a career. He's on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fight win streak. He's finished all but the last one. Submission, 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 knockout, knockout, submission, decision. In in a dominant decision over El Kakui. It's you funny know? because uh, how long do we hear 
uh, casually about Charles Oliver from like it's been like what six months, a year. Yeah, uh, when years I'm a fan of Charles Oliver, and and nobody nobody gave a damn about him about him, you know, for years. Right. And I was always saying like, yeah, what about Charles Oliver? He's like five win streak and stuff. Like nobody cares about him. Like everyone is like riding this guy's dick or this guy's dick. Nobody's watching really what's happens, what's happening with with Charles, you know, and 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 finally gets a bit of respect that he deserves. Uh, and it's it's a bit late, I think. Uh, someone's asking me what my cup is. It's show enough. <laughs> Who's the master? Show enough. Um, so with that said, I mean, we could talk all day about this stuff, but we should talk yeah. about one, one more fight on that card. And then we got to talk about Patty, the baddie and, uh, this, this last, uh, cage wars, uh, cage warriors. Um, El Kakui, is this a crossroads in his career right here? I mean, oh, it is. A lot of people are th are thinking the same way about him as they were thinking about Tyron Woodley after his skid, and um, I don't know if he is in the same situation. I will really find it unfair if he gets cut like Tyron Woodley after his next fight. Let's talk that he had uh, innumerous win streak before that, and he's just on two losses. Charles Oliveira, one of the probably top. Probably the best lightweights in the world at the moment, and Justin Gagey, which is a monster. Yeah. So like he's fighting Benel Dariush. Okay, maybe he gets caught. There is an accident or something, or maybe like he loses fair and square. Uh, he shouldn't be cut. That's what I say. Uh, as for the fight itself, um, I think Tony got it. Yeah. Style wise, uh, but Dariush is such. Uh, an underdog all the time and still keeps beating people. And I, I'm really happy to see Darius coming uh, in as a resurgence in his career again because he deserves it. And uh, that's, he's a fighter I love since really long time. He, he's he's on the he's on the six fight win streak. Right? And, and look at the guys he, he beats: Thiago Moises, Drew Dober, uh, Frank Camaro, Dracar Closer, Scott Holtzman, and, and Diego Ferreira. They're all beasts. And he does them in different ways too. Knockout submissions and decisions. He he's a very well rounded. He's got good cardio. He's got good power. He's got good jujitsu. Like Darius is no joke. And yeah. he's got the he's got the youth on Tony too. I mean, the only thing like Tony's Tony. He's he's got cardio for days. He's tough as nails. He's great with his jujitsu. He has awkward. He has awkward striking angles, and he, he does all this fucking crazy, weird breakdance stuff. <laughs> uh, so like, he's long. He's really long. It, and Tony is very long. He's told. I mean, he's, I mean, that's a great fight. I mean, it's not a walk in the park for Tony at all. I think he no, wins it. No. I think he wins the fight. I do think he gets back on his horse after this one, and um, it's what he needs. But Bernard, Bernard, um. Benil Dariush is is no walk in the park for sure. Oh, he's a monster! I love Benil Dariush. I think he's he's one of my favorite lightweights as well. You know, one of these totally underestimated guys, a bit like Jim Miller, that I really love that are there since since years. And this this guy is he's so tough, durable. He's a, he's a fighter more than martial artist. Even I mean, this kind of old type of fighters, you know, scrap and bang, Jeremy Stevens. Yeah. Go and knock out or get knocked out. I love that. Listen, hold on. I got to address something in the comment section for a second. You fucking people. All right. I'm drinking coffee, black coffee, dickheads. Okay. I am not drunk. It's fucking 10 
55 in the morning on Good Friday. <laughs> you Maybe son. there's alcohol in the coffee. I mean, it's black coffee. I mean, I, this is like my fourth cup of coffee. Maybe I'm a little jittery right now. I'm not drunk, you sons of bitches. I gotta go. I gotta go be a dad in a few minutes. I'm I'm being a really great dad right now by allowing my nine year old and six year old to have complete control of the house while I'm in here shooting the shit with Leo for an hour. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, we should hurry up with the with the Cage Royals things then. All right, so let's do this real quick. We've been on here for almost an hour. I gotta yeah. be a be a dad in a second. La you know, laugh my fucking ass off, Joe Ivy. Okay, I Ivy wants your number, by the way. Uh, Joe wants she she needs to to talk talk with you, Leo. Your voice mm -hmm. is your voice is uh putting Cupid's arrow into Joe Ivy's heart. <laughs> Um, fa yeah, Amy says father, father of the year. You I love you guys. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's talk about cage warriors real quick. Patty, the baddie pimblet signs with the UFC. What being a guy from over there, cage warriors is your shit. Tell us what we have coming over to the U to the UFC and what we have to look forward to Leo. So, um, first of all, I think cage warriors is is, is top league, you know, they, they, they've got so much great fighters over there. Uh, we know that Kono comes from that. Uh, it's a great gateway uh, to the UFC. Uh, and Paddy the Baddy is just the newest thing that comes out of Cage Warriors. And uh, this guy, I don't know if you saw the performance. Um, I didn't see his last one. Uh, that was amazing. What what's what's uh, what an athlete he is like? Just amazing performance, and uh, he's really quick. He's really strong. Uh, he gets submissions off. He got good striking. Uh, I think he will make amazing work in the UFC. Uh, yeah. Is it is it uh, not? Is it a bit rushed? M maybe a bit. You know, like uh, he's. I think he he might needed a, another fighting cage to see really. You think it's you think it's rushed? I've been we've been hearing about Patty Pimblet for three or four years now. Like the next big thing out of out of uh, out yeah, of Cage Warriors. I, I just like when they defend the belts at least once or twice, you know. Um, and that's why I, I was I was happy at about Morgan, uh, but we talked about him later. But he defends. But yeah, he just got the belt. He he just looks to the UFC. It's a bit like okay, I I you know uh, I get your wife and I get I get off and I don't say goodbye. You know? <laughs> that's a bit like that but uh that's how cage warriors works i i, I know it's a bit like as, as i said getaway to the ufc but i would have like to see him defend once but uh yeah i i think he's a dangerous foe for anyone in this division in the ufc now and he and he is a lightweight so he's gonna or he'll be fighting at lightweight in the ufc um that's, tough. that's a tough weight and that that is one of the most stacked divisions in all of mixed martial arts, the UFC lightweight division. You got, you know, New Bronx, you got Michael Chandler, Conor McGregor, Tony Ferguson, Justin mm -hmm. Gaethje, um, Dan Hooker. The the list goes on. Oh, yeah. Paul Felder. Who would who would you match Patty Pimblett up right away? Would you give him a top tenner or would you? Um... I mean, it, it's it should be fair nowadays to give top contenders to people apparently that's what people do because michael chandler's just got a tie uh, uh, a shot with with hooker directly which is a guy we see often which is a top contender 
so it will be a fair thing nowadays, but if you think about it, when Connor came to the UFC double champ of Cage Warriors, he started off with Marcus Brumage. Uh, um, was Brumage oh, a top 10 it, guy at that John, time? I was going to say a journeyman that comes from the Ultimate Fighter, but he didn't even win it. Uh, then what did he have a second fight? Diego Brando was the second Yeah, Diego Brando. No, his second fight, wasn't his second fight against Max Holloway? Didn't I it go, it went Brimage, I think Brimage, Holloway, then Brando, then so um, then the uh, the old the old dude, the old juice head guy. What was his name there? No, uh, it's not it's not really nice. Uh, I, I I like Dennis Silva. I think he's an underrated guy. It's the same, you know. Uh, why do you call Dennis? Why, um, not you, person personally, but a lot, everyone calls uh, Dennis Silva just like a, a shit fighter that was uh, just doing spinning back kicks and, and taking steroids. But I mean. He was way more than that, and he was as well uh, steroided like a lot of people have been, yeah. and a lot of people that keeps the respect. Once again, like Victor Belfort, uh, even Anderson Silva, I think, was, was tested. Even like people like that, like Ben Rothwell, all these people have got tested positive, and there's not as much disrespect than on the name of Dennis Silva. And Listen, I never, I never even thought of him as a juice head until Connor called him a juice head. <laughs> he called him a juiced up midget or something like that, and I just thought, yeah, it was funny. yeah, that's, that's what's what stuck what, in my head forever. That was funny. Uh, that was funny take I, uh, from Connor. And, um, good trash talk, but I like Denis Silva. I think he had a really constant <laughs> career. It's, he fought some really tough guys. Like I'm just taking no. He he beat some really amazing fighters. Spencer Fisher, Andre Winner, George Sotoyopoulos, Matt Wyman. Uh, and I'm talking about 2011, so when these guys were the, the real deal, the top contenders. I lost to Donald Cironi, then won to Diego Nunes and Nanfan. It would be nice to have a little special about um, guys like that, guys like Denis Silver one day, and talk about the carriers and give a bit of respect back to their names, because these guys had the toughest competition and fell on the best. Uh, well, like, Denis Silver only lost to Donald Cironi, Cubs Swanson, uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, apparently Patty Pimblet has been called out already by Gurum Catatelidisease or something like that. I don't, I'm sorry. I just butchered his name, but he is a fighter out of Georgia. He yeah. trains with all-stars training center and he is 12 and two mm. with, with, on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine or 10 fight win streak. So, and looking at the rankings, he is ranked. Where the fuck is it? I just saw it, man. I don't know this dude. Google. He's not even in the top 25. So, I mean, that would probably be a good fight for him, for Patty coming in. A guy like that who's 12. Oh, yeah, yeah. I recognize him. Yeah, 12 and 2 on a, on a nine fight win streak. Um, not even in the top 25. That'd be a good one. I mean, go ahead. Uh, I mean, uh, perfect name drop, Kyle. LOL. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I tried. Do you, do you, give, <laughs> do you give him a, a famous name out of the rankings? I, 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 I like, what are the rankings? Even like for the, the I rankings? mean, Alexander Hernandez wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah. I could, could give him like Dracar Closer, Trinaldo, a guy like that, you know? 
a bit uh, Alexander Hernandez, but uh, how much is uh, where is Hernandez? What about okay. Diego Fierro? Uh, Diego or... Fierro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Guys like that. I think a bit bigger name will be nice. He's champion after all, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That's very exciting for the UFC. Another big prospect coming out of Cage Warriors. You know, the last yeah. you know, the last humongous name that came out of Ada came out of Cage Warriors turned the UFC into a four billion dollar company. Um, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> there should have been another one, another name that 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 should join the UFC. Yeah, who's that? Morgan Chayer. <laughs> oh, Morgan Chayer. That's a fucking great segue, dude. Because uh, let's just talk about that real quick. He was the he was the champ till very recently and um he got absolutely robbed i actually watched it this morning i do not understand what the um what the the judges were looking at here can you talk about that for a little bit okay so uh, morgan chayer is probably the best hope we have coming up for france uh he's he's an amazing guy like uh, starts to be a little star as well. Uh, got a YouTube channel, got quite success, uh, not only for MMA, but as well for workout and stuff. So he's like a real YouTube star in France uh, for, for the young people. Um, so he's 25, young guy, you know, like tough, uh, but as well, he's really smart. He got a great technique. Um, so the, the team he's coming from, it's not MMA factory, it's another team, but they're, they're, they're really, really technical people. And the work he did in casuals was amazing. Uh, he captured the, the 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 belt in an amazing fight uh, in Cage Warriors 119. Uh, body hook to the to the liver or something like that, and the guy the guy went down. That was just a perfect performance. In Cage Warrior 122, we, we have him coming back. Uh, so about like yeah, 15 days ago uh, against Jordan Vucenic. And he got robbed like hell. Like as I say, Kyle, uh, that was terrible. That was a terrible judge's decision. Like that was like maybe he won one round. I was gonna say uh, when you watched it, and I just watched it this morning, so it's fresh in my head. I really only gave Vucenic the second round, and I don't understand what the referees were watching because it was like uh, Morgan basically controlled the fight the entire time. He pushed the pace he had he took down uh Vucenic multiple times uh he landed good strikes i mean Vucenic landed some decent strikes back at him but that's true but the control the 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 ring control the grappling the takedowns i have no clue how they judge that i was shocked actually you know what uh but yes <laughs> what do you want to say? It's cage warriors. It's yeah, you're, you're, you're speechless uh, over there. Yeah, some, some, you know, there is some kind of antagonism sometimes between French people and, and English people for old stuff. So I don't know if it's about that. But I think it's bias. You know, the, the judges just gave him because he's, he's English, I think. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things, you know, like you go to Brazil, the judges are Brazilian. And they give it to a Brazilian guy, even if he won and he won one. That happened in the UFC already. But maybe it's something like that. I hope not. It's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, and, and I don't think it's going to like hurt his career much because because he's only twenty five years old and he's mature as well. He's very he's very mature. He's a he's a very sharp fighter. He's strong. His grappling is super strong, and like um. 
He's a well-rounder. He's got knockouts. He's got submissions. He's got decisions. He's got a gas tank. And, like, he won that fight. And anybody with eyeballs can see it. So, so, so sad. And right. I, I mean, it's annoying in a way because it's a loss of time anyway. Um, he will have to regain his belt and can't do what he wanted to do. And because he's that kind of type of guy, you know, that he's really, really mature and smart, I think, in his, in his decisions. Okay, when he got the cage warrior belt uh, a few months ago, uh, last month, um, yeah, no, in, in December, uh, he uh, decided that he would stay in cage warriors, which is already something crazy, you know, like most will just take the hype and go to the UFC right away with such a knockout. The guy, you're coming from a country which MMA just got uh, uh, legalized in France. Yep. So we need this kind of guys, this kind of star power and stuff, guys going to the UFC. Then when the MM, uh, UFC comes uh, in France, you got people to build a card with and names that people recognize in the UFC. Uh, so Morgan is just that guy, you know. He wants to do different twice and go to the UFC then to gain the experience once and as well uh, to gain twice the, 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 the stop star power that goes with it you know he defends the belt he's like dominant in cage rolls finishes the guys or, or beat them clearly and he comes to the ufc he can't get a number of ranks person already you know yeah it's uh that's, that's I, I don't know i don't know man and I, I just think with his age and his his uh his age his record his his um ath- you know athleticism and you say he's a he's a uh, social media presence. So if I was him, I'd be heavy on the social media, asking for that rematch, get the belt back, defend it once or twice, and then make the journey over into the biggest show on on the planet. And uh, he'll be fine. I think he'll be. Yeah, fine. he's he's a quiet person as well. Like so, I don't, uh, I don't know if he will be like really vocal about like angrily ask for title shot, but insulting the guy, trolling him. I don't think that would be his style. But yeah, he should definitely. At least uh, regarding to to his personality, uh, um, ask ask like just go to like a casuals need to understand that that was a fucking robbery. And I I I'm I mean I mean I'm thinking about those stuffs. I'm thinking like when something like that happened, there should be a commission that could be called for rejudging a fight that got obviously robbed. Right. It was such an egregious, egregious decision. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I had it four to one and I don't even, I can't even. You need to have special commissions. Right. Just but, for some specific fights. Like for example, Holly Holm, the random, you should need to take the point away from her and then boom, disqualify. Yep. Even if the judges, you know. The, the problem is, um, that this is going to be a problem forever. I they we have been talking about shitty judges for a decade. You know, what I mean, it's it's. I don't know. I had this conversation with Chris when. Remember, did you did you catch the Chris Levin episode when he came on Mission Accomplished? Me and him had a big conversation about that, and he and he was a big believer that it, it should be former fighters. It should be. It shouldn't be all these who knows who boxing judges that yeah. are that are that are judging MMA fights it's like these commissions suck and they and they really need to reanalyze how they're doing things you know what i mean <laughs> yeah anyways dude it was um it's great catching up with you of course and uh 
Let's do this again more often. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You are a, you're a great mind. You know your shit. You know your MMA and you're on the other side. It's it's nice to get a point of view from the other side for sure. And uh you're always contributing to uh to the show and whatnot. So I appreciate you, brother. Go ahead, uh shout some, shout some people out, do whatever you want to do before you get out of here. I know it's a Friday night over there, so go have fun. Uh, yeah, uh kisses to everybody uh from the page. Like Love you all, guys. And uh, yeah, see, see you soon. Let's do something again. All right, brother. Always fun to talk to you, Leo. You have a good weekend. Uh, I don't know uh, I don't know what you're doing for your weekend, but have a good one. All right, bud? Not much. You know, we can't go far. So <laughs> watching well, MMA, uh, I know there is no UFC this week. So uh, I don't yeah. know. What old stuff. Uh, at the moment, I'm watching a lot of uh, Pancrase and stuff like that. Uh, oh, what a boss rooting. Yeah, some bass ribbon classics, but uh, Vernon Wise, you know, yeah. nice, Tiger buddy. White. <laughs> All <laughs> right, man. We will we'll catch up again. Talk to you soon. Bless you, brother. All right, later. All right, that was our man Leo over in France. What a Friday, huh? It's good Friday. I don't have to go to work. I talked to uh, TJ Chang in Thailand, and then I can, then I get up with my boy Leo over there in France. So, uh, you know. This was a good time. We uh, we we broke down some stuff for you all. We previewed some th some things. Uh, a lot of good MMA to look forward to. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, pay attention to the show next Wednesday. I will have Josh Burns and Elvin Brito. With that said, peace to your bum crease. I'm out of here.